0: Hey, everybody, it's FOMO Monday. Of course, your favorite companion show to FOMO Sapiens. Well, the only one. It's your only choice. So if you don't like it, that make me sad. But I hope you do. And today, I want to talk a little bit more about what we talked about last week with my guests, Danielle and Jenny, who wrote a book over 11 years. And I just was thinking, you know, it's, it's a whole thing, right, writing a book. And a lot of people want to write books. And I got a lot of calls from people who say, I want to write a book. And I give them the same advice. That I'm going to give you today. So what I want to do today is talk about my advice for those of you who want to write a book. And the reason why is that I do think, you know, there's this kind of saying that everybody has a book in them. And I think that's true. Now, the advice I'm going to give you has a couple of I'm just gonna caveat it. Number one is I'm not gonna give you advice for fiction because it's a whole different thing. So is children's books. So the advice I want to talk about is principally for nonfiction. Granted there's a lot of similarities, but still I think it's important to just note that because I could not tell you how to sell fiction. It's a whole different animal. So that is that that's the only caveat. Other than that, you know, basically here's here here are the kind of basic things I would keep in mind. First of all, just write So if you want to write a book, but you don't write at all, you got to just start writing. And I remember my parents really wanted me to write, actually. They were the ones who were like, Patrick, you should write a book. And I was like, well, that sounds nice. And in fact, in my high school yearbook, my quote uh, that I put as my sort of ambition, which is this is going to sound like a lot. It's just prepare yourself. My my ambition was I will write a book about the fabulous life I will lead. So young Patrick McGinnis. Uh, not the most humble guy in the world, but uh, (laughs) there you go. But I, I always wanted to write a book. And so my parents said, you should write a book. And so I actually started writing just fiction. And I wrote this book about this guy who was just like me, from Maine, just like me, who went to school on the East Coast, just like me, you name it, moved to New York. It was basically like a bad version of my life. And frankly, it was not very good. But I wrote 20,000 words. And by the way, like each of my books about 60,000 words. And so I remember thinking, wow, I can write 20,000 words in in a couple of months. And so that was a really valuable experience just to recognize that I could write. And in fact, I started writing because I got really mad at somebody and I wanted to sort of like write them into my book and then (laughs) say bad things about them. So thank you to that person. You know who you are. Now, after that, I started writing about Things that had happened to me at work at AIG and sort of processing that. And that was the kernel of the idea for the 10% entrepreneur. And frankly, I just started writing to get out my feelings. And then I just kept writing and writing and writing. And then I got to like 40,000 words of this nonfiction thing, which by the way, was, you know, it had its flaws. But I will tell you again, I, I started to realize something very interesting, which is that a 60,000 word book is essentially 61,000 word log posts. And they of course they have to like, you know, go in order and stuff. And there has to be some cohesion, but I had been writing for the Huffington post a little bit. And I had been writing a column for my hometown newspaper in Maine and all those things that I wrote were like 800 words, 900 words. So I started to think like, well, okay. So if I write 60 of these, that's a book. And if I write a thousand words a day, which isn't unreasonable, I could have a book. So that was kind of the way I started to think about it. Now I eventually had enough writing that I showed it to a friend of mine who was going through some career stuff. And he said to me, I know an agent. You should send your stuff to her. And her name was Mildred. And I did send that. And she said, I don't read, you know, random stuff. You need to write a book proposal, which I did. And I I sent it to her. And then she said, okay, this is interesting. It was actually a book called Crash Proof Your Career. And a proposal is basically explains kind of why you're writing the book, who you are. And then it has a couple sample chapters, one of which was the chapter called The 10% Entrepreneur. Right. So, and she said to me, okay, this is great. What's your USP? And I was like, I don't know. What's my USP? I'm not sure what that is. And she explained to me, your USP is your unique selling proposition, right? What sets you apart? How are you different? Why are you the best person to write this book? And I started to realize that, okay, there were certain things in the book that were very generic that anybody could write. There were other things that I could write. We ended up sending out the proposal and, well, we got 33 rejections. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now, that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. Now here's the beauty of that. It forced me to figure out my USP. People were rejecting my idea like, and for a million reasons, right? Like publishing houses, they'll say, well, we did a book like this and it failed, or the market's not, you know, looking for this or whatever, you know, there's a million things. But people said to us, listen, we like the guy, we think he's interesting, but this idea doesn't get us excited. And I thought, okay, fine. Um, and so I did a lot of thinking and I was like, what is unique? What can I really write about that's not, you know, not everybody can write about. And it was the 10% thing that I've been doing side ventures and startups and things that like, you know, 10% of my time, money and energy. And so I ended up taking that chapter and believe it or not, I turned it into a book. And that is, you know, I, I guess like I, I didn't ever think of that at the time, but that that was the right answer. And it was, it was It was a full book. Like I had really, you know, not explored it very much. It was just going to be sort of the end, the last chapter of the book. And so I blew it into the entire book. Now, once I got a book deal, I got to tell you, That is a whole other thing because then writing the actual book, what I will say there is that you should recognize that editors, so editors, I like editors and I think editors make my work better. So I'm I'm a super fan of editors, but I will also explain to you from my perspective anyway, that, you know, editors are really good at editing and structuring. They're not experts in the the book that you're writing. They don't know the material as well as you. So you have to be comfortable, you know, with the fact that like, they're not going to edit it that much unless you're a terrible writer. Like I never got a lot about line by line editing. It was much more about, I'm terrible at structure. Like I takes me four chapters to say anything. So they'd be like, cut the first four chapters and stuff like that. But I was shocked at how little, I guess, heavy, heavy handed editing there was. It was much more big picture. And it was a lot of editing in terms of making it work and making it concise and making it sort of flow and making it exciting from the get-go but if you're expecting somebody to go in and rewrite all your stuff I, I've talked to other writers as well it's pretty unusual and I will tell you too though when you get those edits every edit feels like somebody just like punch you in the nose because you're just like oh I worked so hard on this and, and I think it's important to know that they do a good editor can can make a huge huge difference and my editor Bria and my other editor Meg uh, on my two books they made my books way way better so I'm thankful for that. Now, the thing that people don't really think about with books, which is like the most important thing of all, and it's the part that like I didn't know about and just like, whoa, just prep yourself, is that the whole part of like, if you can get a book deal, which by the way is like super hard these days, like it's it's like really, it's not easy at all. If you can get a book deal, um, <sighs> then you kind of, it's on you to promote it. And that's the reason why publishers like to, get, you know, TikTokers and YouTube stars and people like that to do books, even if the books are terrible because they say, well, we can sell books. And so and that doesn't necessarily work, by the way, but that is what they think. And so they do give you support. They give you a publicist and stuff like that, the publishing houses, if you go with a big one. But one of the things I learned is the PR you get. A lot of PR, It's it makes you feel good. So you know yay but it doesn't sell any books and i call that vanity pr and in fact i've heard i don't know if it's true but people say that somebody has to hear about a book like four times before they buy it and so you get all this stuff when you your book comes out and you you launch it and you're in you know i don't know somebody tweets about you or you get an article here or there but there are very few places that actually move the needle uh npr the new york times stuff like that like if you get some random blogs Nah, it's not gonna sell books. And so uh, it's incredible to me how you, you, you spend a lot of time doing publicity and stuff that you think will do something and then it does nothing. And then the things that actually drive real sort of penetration and progress, you just don't know where they're going to come from and, and who's going to pick it up. And, and, and the other thing I think you got to realize is this is not, you know, people think, oh, a book comes out and then I move on with my life. No, I mean, it, it, if if you like the book you wrote, which I, I like mine, you can actually spend the next many many years still getting people to find out about the book and promoting it. And podcasts are a great way to do that, obviously. And so, I, I think the notion that you would do a book and and I guess like celebrities maybe do it they do a book and they spend two weeks on promotion, then they move on. Like for the average person, for somebody who actually you know wants to do this for a while, and like a person like me you will continue to promote your book and its ideas for a long time to come. And so make sure you do something you like, right? That's really important. That's where the USP is so critical. If if I had written a book about, I had all these dumb ideas, that things that like, I don't know what I'd be talking about five years later, but with, with a book like my two, what I love is that, yeah, you publish the book and then the book is out there, right? You can't change. But of course, the ideas live and they change and you learn things. And like, what's so annoying when you put out a book is then you, a year later, like you've learned so many things you wanna share with people. And so that's what's so great about having a website and social media and all these things is that you can then put out new ideas. And that's why the podcast is so great because I can still talk about other aspects of these things that are so important to me and exciting. And so you can really make it happen. Now, the final thing I wanna hit on is the money bit because I gotta tell you something, <laughs> it's not cheap. Like you, yeah, you get in an advance and stuff, but you also have to hire your own marketing team. You need to have the website and the socials and all sort of stuff. And like, it's a lot of time and energy. So, the average book actually I've seen some stats it's crazy it doesn't generate that much money it can generate a lot of other great things speaking fees and all this other stuff and like I've been lucky that my books have sold really well across the world and so thank you to all the listeners who have picked up my books in four languages and I'm super thankful for that and it's been really cool but But if you're the for the average person, like you you just even if you have a major publisher, like it's not like you're gonna be out buying a house in the Hamptons with the money you make on your book. So know that. Know why you're doing the book. What are you trying to achieve? You know, a lot of people say, Well, should I just self-publish? And I say, Well, maybe, because if you go with a major publisher, it's an 18-month process. It's a huge commitment of time, energy, and money. And so You know, if you want to just put something out quickly and you don't really care about the prestige of having a brand and all that sort of stuff associated with it, like there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's important to make sure it's a good product. But if you go with a major publishing house, it's great and there has some real upside in terms of distribution and brand and stuff like that. But it's not like you're just all of a sudden, you know, Adam Grant. So (laughs) there you go. So I personally feel like it's an amazing thing to do. I'm so thankful that I got to do it. I would love to do some more, but. Like anything else, you got to separate the FOMO from the reality. What looks so great on paper in real life is a ton of work. All right. And with that, the end of another FOMO Mondays. Go write this weekend. Write something. Figure out your USP. And then if you like it, go write a book. FOMO. Can't get enough of FOMO sapiens? Join me on Patreon for ad-free episodes, bonus material, and exclusive content that will help you to master FOMO and position yourself for greater success in both business and life. Go to patreon.com slash Sapiens to learn more. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on LinkedIn. I love hearing from you, so don't be shy. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.